Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. We are going on a week five of no sports. It is brutal. As always, I am Ryan Conway, joined here with my uh, illustrious co-hosts, Sam Glavin and Seamus G., our producer who has since exited from behind the glass and has been adding quality content ever since. I do my best. I do my Getting best. us through <laughs> this quarantine season. Uh, really, really, it's brutal. It's, it's a tough go. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Truly a tough go, for, like all around. I mean, having to watch reruns of like AI and the Lakers final, where like I know we lose, so it's like, uh, like I don't know. It's <laughs> it's mixed emotions. Like, yeah, cool, we're watching, in the finals, uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, watching something where you know you lose versus something where you know you win, completely different. Absolutely. Game changer. One million percent. Game changer. One million I mean, percent. Mir- Miracle at the Meadowlands 2 was still very, very tough to watch. Yeah, that was not fun. To, like, I watched it. It was not really that fun to watch until, like, those the only good plays at the end. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really brutal. Yeah. Like I actually didn't even make it to the play at the end, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew I I didn't I didn't either. I'm not gonna lie, I did not. That is so that is so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's your I know he's your favorite player of all time, Conway. But uh, second favorite uh, player. Oh, that's right, your second favorite player. Sorry. Don't besmirch Brian Dawkins in such no, a manner. No, I I, How I get dare it. you, Samuel. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry, but. I know he's your second favorite player of all time, yeah, even though yes, he is a palms up. Put- <laughs> <laughs> Starting the episode off five. with a spicy kick. <laughs> Starting the episode doing- off with a spicy, spicy kick. Of course, we do have a lot <laughs> still to talk about because we find ways to just kind of hear ourselves talk for about an hour once a week. We're talking yep. Eagles, talking the draft. We've got a very interesting doghouse, and of course, the Phillies. Sam always comes prepared. And then we have a, an interesting Sixer segment lined up. But first, first we're going to open up with the Philly Five. We don't often do this. Every once in a while, we'll let, we, we like to mix it up. And we have a particularly important Philly Five. We'd love for you all to hear it. It is the top five sporting events that we ourselves have ever attended. Of course, in no particular order, and we'll be uh, going around in a circle. Shame Sir Sam, if one of you wants to kick off, be my guest. I just want to mention. I want to mention that it is pro or not. Just sporting events that we have attended. We we miss attending sporting events, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen for a while. Thankfully, sports may be able to come back sooner with the announcement from Dr. Fauci. But we will not be able to attend those sports. So we just wanted to reminisce a little bit. So Sam, Absolutely. why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I uh, I'm going to start it off with a. Uh, a high school game from my senior year of baseball. Um, we were playing Mercersburg Academy in the quarterfinal of the uh, independent school state tournament. And, uh, well, I went to the, uh, the illustrious Perky Omen school and, um, we, <laughs> we were facing the number one seed in the tournament, uh, in the quarterfinal Mercersburg Academy. We were the seven seed and we upset them. It was a fantastic game. We drove all the way out there past Harrisburg, west of Harrisburg. It was a Oof. long drive. We is actually that where shared, that is? 
Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's west of where I go they to school. Call that God's country, yeah, son. It's, it's west of where um, of where I go to school in Carlisle. And um, wow, we went all the way out there. Uh, we actually shared a bus with Penn Ridge track team because uh, really, yeah, because they were going to. Um, Oh, where were they going? They were going to Shippensburg for the the state tournament track meet, and um, there were no more buses when our AD called to get us a bus to go out there. And um, yeah, so we had to share. Anyways, we uh, it was a sick game. They they threw out their best pitch, their ace on the mound, and we lit him up. He um, he got ended up getting drafted by the Orioles. He was committed to UCF, and he went in like the 39th round, and he went to the Orioles. But that's a different, yeah, that's a different story. I think we've ripped them on the. I think we've ripped them on the show before. For that, we definitely so, yeah. have. We definitely uh, have. Yeah. I we, this. T- <laughs> we talked about this. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we lit him up. I went three for four with like three doubles, and let's go. It was it was sick. I I almost hit my dad. At, he was sitting in left field, and um, if it was just like a foot over the fence, I would have hit him. I would have killed my dad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, wait, is that a Glavin? attending a supporting event where he's separate from everybody else. Yeah, so the, the, the way you find a Glavin in the stands, like if you're playing in a game, you're trying to find your dad and he's a Glavin, you look in the uh, in the direction of um, of the fans where they're all sitting and then look in the opposite direction. And yes. that's where yep. and that's where uh, our dads would be. <coughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> So. I hate that I know that too. <laughs> without fail, like actually without fail. Yep, mm, that is too funny. So, uh, yeah, you guys want to want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go with a I'll go with a personal. So I attended the um, Forge 2015 lacrosse season. Uh, <laughs> I rode the bench. <laughs> uh, I was Front row the, seats. That's all I call it. Course side. Yeah, I was basically the backup quarterback. I was the backup goalie. It was a it was a fantastic gig. I you know I, I got a watch out of it. We were national champions, twenty three and zero. I did no work to That's prepare sick. for that, but you know what? Uh, I got a watch. I got put on in, inside lacrosse with you know the national champion po- like pose whatever with the whole team just giddy and whatnot after demolishing the Hun School. Oh, I hate those guys. I, I played them yeah, in baseball, too. Yeah, and then it, we also beat Culver. We beat McDonough. Like, the big names in lacrosse, like, we beat them that year, and it's heralded as one of the best lacrosse teams, high school lacrosse teams in the history of high school lacrosse. It had, I, I forget the exact number, but it was, like, 18 D1 commits on it, which is absurd we filled the field twice yeah with d1 commits that's nasty that's pretty uh that's pretty gross Mm. so i remember watching that game on tv that was sick it was a lot i was was live tweeting that was when my career in sports media really began was uh, (laughs) live tweeting just roasting the hun school and they actually liked one of my tweets because they didn't get that by pipe city i meant they kept hitting the post Uh, (laughs) my 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 crowning achievement uh (laughs) thus far uh i also have a game two high school teams were playing in but this is back when i was in about first or second grade it was episcopal academy men's basketball versus newman garetti a power a powerhouse out of baltimore episcopal had both had two nba players 
on their roster and Wayne Ellington and Gerald Henderson, both oh, of whom, or oh, one went wow. to Duke, one went to UNC. And then uh, Newman Garetti had Scoop Jardine, one of the greatest names in sports history and uh, one of the better <laughs> college players in the history of Syracuse basketball. And uh, it was a close game down to the wire. And just being able to attend a basketball game at the Palestra at, su- at such a young age with my dad, who was a huge basketball guy, that kind of like, not only was it a great sporting event and the fact that Episcopal ended up winning, this is also back when I attended that school. Very, very, very long ago. Conway, Back when their campus um, was still near Philly. Deep in the annals here. <laughs> I deep said it was a deep annals. cut, but that, <laughs> this game, awoke, it, it, it brought the, the love of basketball into my life. Conway. And I haven't looked back since. Did I hear you say that Newman Garetti is out of Baltimore? Is it not? No. Where is it? Philly. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm thinking of someone. Comp- I'm thinking of a completely different school. Oh my god, that's oh. fine. We're moving on. Oh. Uh, Sam, you're kid. up next. The local yeah, guy. The local guy. The local guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could have just let it go. I really could have. I couldn't. could have. I couldn't. I really couldn't. Hey, easily could have. No, no. Continue. No, no, no. Baltimore. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with um, an Eagles versus Panthers Monday night football game that I went to when I was a freshman in high school. This was in 2014, and it was my first ever Monday night football game. And the Eagles smoked the Panthers. Um, the play that I remember most from that uh, <laughs> from that um, from that game is uh, Darren Sproles returning a punt for uh, 65 yards uh, for a touchdown. Ooh. It was sick. But it was the most I've ever like. It was the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. It was awesome. It was so that great. is awesome. It was so There's cool. a reason he's all decade team. Yep, it's true. He's the man, and uh, I got the, the I got the witness. Um, was that was that Cam Newton's? Uh, was that his uh, MVP year? I can't remember. It might have been the year before his MVP year. Like he was on the uptick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. But um, it was great to see them uh, to see him get put in the dirt by our defense. It was great, and uh, yeah, it was a really fun game. All right, uh, I'll go next. Um, you know, I'm st- I'm starting off slow, but I'm gonna hit you with three bangers afterwards. Uh, coming in at the number two spot for me, you know, no particular order, is the 2013 March Madness at the Wells Fargo Center round of 32. Mm. Wow, electric! Yeah. I got to see Florida golf coach and it's Cinderella. <gasps> Like, run. Oh, it was so fun. The dunks were unbelievable. Oh, it was just a lot of fun. It was it was, it was, was a good event, and I got to see multiple basketball games in one night at the Wells Fargo Center. So That's what sick. More could you ask? That's but sick. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to apologize to Newman Garetti. I have the wire on my brain right now. <laughs> it happens. I figured, yeah, that's, yeah, what, I I figured that's what you were thinking of, you know? I, that's the only... I, I totally uh, <laughs> swing and miss was thinking about Omar and McNulty and the boys down in Baltimore. <laughs> it, it keeping happens, the devil man. down in the hole, so to speak. But moving yeah. right along, we're going to go uh, even further south in Baltimore. We're going to go to uh, Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was able to attend... Uh, a football game there in 2017 where they played Auburn. It was the hottest ever recorded uh, October football game That's in uh, LSU history. It was 91 degrees in the middle of October. <laughs> that's that's Louisiana, if I've ever heard Egregious. <laughs> and uh, clearly it showed that the LSU players were uh, taken a little bit aback by this. Uh, looking 
or being watched by the 2007 national championship team who would come back to, uh, you know, receive a little bit of uh, love from the fans 10 years after their victory. They went down 20 to nothing in the first quarter. And I was like, what the hell did I get on a plane for? Oh, (laughs) man. But uh, guess what? Came back, roared back, shut down the Auburn. Roared back, shut down the Auburn offense, which had, re- had, had really been killing them. NFL running back, on Johnson, was just oh. shredding, shredding the Tigers' defense. Well, they're both the Tigers, so I guess I have to be more specific. Shredding the LSU <laughs> defense. Hey, War Eagle, baby. War Eagle, Tigers, I don't even care. All right, so LSU <laughs> came back, absolutely whooped ass, was the best, uh, was the best football game I've, I've ever seen live. No question. That's sick. Completely Barna. fair. Yeah, Completely. very fair. Very fair. They had a fun night in New Orleans after that. So really I'm sure. can't complain. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this mean I'm up? Yes, yes sir. All right. So uh, this is one that I uh, also spectated. I was not playing. Um, it was my, uh, my first ever uh, college uh, centennial conference game. It was against <laughs> Ursinus College. Um, I was, of course, spectating. No playing. No playing for me. And... Uh, it was a double. Yep, it was a doubleheader. Uh, we lost. We ended up losing the first game by one, um, and uh, we came back in the next game. We were down by three runs and going into the uh, going into the bottom of the ninth, and uh, we uh, we ended up walking it off. It was a sick game. Shout out to my man Max Matilski for hitting that walk off double to uh, to seal it for us to get the split, regain the split, and um, that was just it was a sick environment. We had um, this was like when we were starting to get good, like this, the whole school, like realized we started to like start winning games and stuff. And so like, they came out for the conference opener against their sinus and they were all out on this hill. And it was just a sea of drunk college kids chirping their left fielder. It was awesome. And, um, we got to walk it off in front of the, uh, in front of the home crowd, which was awesome. It was so much fun. That's incredible. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. Well, Conway, I'll go with my favorite college football game that I've attended. I had to do a little bit of research since this game was in 04. Oh, wow. Yeah, bringing it back. It was Michigan versus Michigan State at the big house. No way. Henny led a triple overtime victory behind Braylon Edwards' 189 (laughs) receiving yard, catching three of Henny's four touchdown passes. It was magnificent. It was so much fun. The place was rocking. And Michigan came out on top at the big house. Couldn't ask for a better college football game to go see. Yeah, that's absurd. Hearing the name Chad Henney really just like, I don't know, I had like an an acid flashback. Yeah, like an anaphylactic (laughs) reflex. Something like that, dude. It it viscerally affected me. I had a physical reaction. Uh, That's really funny. Up next, this is not really one of the best sporting events I've attended in terms of it's a close game or an amazing comeback, but just more the history that I was able to see on the court, this was uh, in the depths, in the bowels of the Sixers' process Ooh. when we really didn't have a lot of talent, but there was one glimmer of hope, one JaVale McGee. Oh, God. <laughs> if, you look, if you look at his history of all the teams he's bounced around and played for, he was on the Sixers for precisely one day. And You're I was at the me. Wells Fargo Center for that one game. I got to see JaVale McGee in a Sixers uniform. 
This is back when we wore those ugly Adidas unis that really, really nobody liked. And they didn't really want to update them because we were that bad. He got waved 15 minutes after my friend, his dad, and I pulled out. Pulled out of the parking lot. Got the Bleacher Report notification. Sixers waved JaVale McGee. Wow. That's History was that made that That is unreal. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. Probably wow. one of the best days of my life at, at that point. At that point. Deep, deep in the process. That was deep, deep in the process. <laughs> it was junior, oh senior gosh. year maybe of high school, 2015, 2014. Oh, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's People didn't brutal. talk about the Sixers while we were in high school. Oh, who That's would? how deep in the process we were. Yeah. <laughs> the entirety of high school. That's four yeah. full years, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No reason mm-hmm. to talk. They weren't making any noise. They weren't making any <laughs> any noise. Nope. That is absurd. They were drafted Jaleel Okafor. Don't even talk Jaleel. to me about Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Vegan. <laughs> Vegan jaw. He was going to save the Sixers. Yeah. Sure. All right, Sammy. Yeah, all right. So I have another uh, high school baseball game that I played in. Um, this was the of my senior year as well, f- directly following the uh, Mercersburg Academy game. Um, it was against Episcopal Academy. Um, and it was the semifinal for the independent, independent school tournament. And it was the most fun baseball game I have ever played in my entire life. It was back and forth the whole game. I mean, it was just unreal. We ended up losing in the uh, in the bottom of the eighth. It went extras. So, um, and I was it was the best game that I ever played personally. I was four for four with um, huge three, four for yeah, four guy. Huge four for four. I was four for four with three doubles. I was a foot away from hitting an absolute nuke. Um, and I had uh, what three RBIs? I had three of our five runs. It was. It was unreal. Wow, we ended up losing. Wow. Yeah, we ended up losing the game six to five. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, some of my best games were in defeat. Yep. Why? Why uh, are you I laughing, mean, Conway? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured it'd be like a triumphant story. <laughs> I said we ended up losing. I know, but it's that's just why like I forgot earlier. I, I said that earlier. Laughing. I said that earlier. I, I will didn't, tell I didn't hear it. <laughs> Gentlemen, listen. I will tell you the story of my best ever game as a goalie it was against Radner and we took them to over to I I had to have had like an 80 percent save percentage as a lacrosse goalie unbelievable yes it was eighth grade but it mattered a lot to me because I was playing Radner kids who I was going to play with for four years in high school and then Tommy Mack feeds Docs Aiken on the crease I had no shot you know, <laughs> no I had no shot. shot. No shot. I had no shot there. Yeah, that kid's but, playing at uh, UVA, right? Player of the Year or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. And then the other kid's playing at Notre Dame, but whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. It's cool. <laughs> Moving on. All right. The, ne- the next on my list is Game 4 of the 08 World Series. Oh, you bastard. Ooh. Ooh. I actually I do have a story behind this. Uh, we we got these tickets. It, it was my dad got us these tickets, and there were only two tickets. And he gave it to my older brother Eamon and I, and he said, "You guys go." And he listened from the parking lot, so he could hear any time when it was like full count, 
Chase Utley's up to bat, and you hear the crowd roar. Like, he knew something was going to happen before it actually happened on the radio. But it was it was the super OG move by Mo Glavin. Yeah, Mr. seriously. Maurice. Wow. Mr. Maurice Glavin. He, uh, he really tossed us an oop, and I'm forever grateful for that. Wow. That is a... Wow. That's yeah, crazy. That is a great story. That's a haymaker. That's a haymaker. That is a haymaker. It's an absolute nuke. <laughs> this next one, we're going Division Three college basketball. Ooh. Whoa. In the NESCAC. Let's go. New England Small College Athletic Conference. Uh, it was actually this past year. Uh, resulted in a Colby victory. It was a triple overtime win over in-state rivals, Bates College, triple overtime. Our best uh, players were fouled out. Their best players were fouled out. It was scrubs v. scrubs. <laughs> and we came out victorious. It was absurd. I was at the game. I was admittedly pretty tired from the night before. was not feeling up to the not, – not feeling my normal self. And I was, like, brought back to life by the second half. Just the energy in that place. It was the last basketball game ever to be played in that stadium. It's going to be torn down. We just completed construction on a new athletic center. So a lot of history there. And they were actually going to go on to compete in the uh, national tournament. But, of course, the COVID kind of got in the way of that. So yeah. Yeah. shout out to those guys. And that, that's a big win. Not, not, not Philly, but... Still buckets, so yeah, I can't really be one. mad. Good one. <laughs> Still buckets. So I guess that means I'm up. Um, I'm also going to take it um, out of Philly, and I'm going to go with um, a game that I attended with my dad on a, um, a ballpark tour that, oh my. Um, that I got um, as a gift for my, for my high school graduation. My dad and I traveled up and down the, uh, up and down the East Coast, and we went to see some, uh, some games in different stadiums. It was like one of the, it was one of the best experiences of my life, just me and my dad, and uh, so this was awesome. in um, this was in Fenway in Boston, the Red Sox versus the Twins at Fenway, and anytime you have the opportunity to go to Fenway Park, whether the Red Sox are playing the Phillies or not, you absolutely have to take that opportunity, and it will be one of the best experiences of your life, regardless if you're a baseball fan or not. It is. Unreal. And this was my first experience at uh, at Fenway. Um, I remember exactly who was on the mound for um, for for uh, the Boston Red Sox. It was uh, Nathan Ivaldi. He was making his debut as a Red Sox, and um, he diced the Twins up. Yeah, they were playing the Twins, and um, I got to see. We were sitting <laughs> on. Um, diced them. We were sitting all the way down the uh, third base line, right next to the Green Monster. It was awesome. Wow. We got to see um, uh, who was it? We got to see Mookie Betts hit a absolute nuke off of the wall, and then we got to see um, JD Martinez go yard over the wall, which was awesome. Ooh. It was sick. It was wow. I assume when I walked into he that beat stadium, the monster. yeah, yeah, man, yeah, it was awesome. I could hear, I could hear the the ball just going like it was pissing. It was great, and. Uh, <laughs> It's an absolute piss missile. Yes, it was. That's what they. Well, that's what they mean when they say piss missile. Yeah. It's, 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 I can attest to that. You learn something new every yeah. day. Hey, anyways, when you walk, educational as well as entertaining. Of course. I took a final today too. There you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> anyways, when you um when you walk into that stadium, when you walk into Fenway Park, I 
oh, it's just, it's unreal. I got all emotional. It was, uh, it was, it was great. It was one of the best baseball games I got to watch. Wow, fantastic! Tough stuff. to follow that one up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I'll do my best. Uh, the '09 World Track Championships in Berlin, Germany. Oh man, that definitely uh, tops. What, bro? Are you kidding me? Amazing. What? <laughs> it was amazing. I got to see Usain Bolt break the 200 meter world record live and direct. I saw, I got, my little brother Pierce got nearly 100 signatures from world-class athletes. Jeremy Werner, one of the 400-meter sprinters, the entire 4x400-meter team signed the t-shirt. I might even post a picture. Amazing. My all-time favorite sporting event that I've been to. What do you mean going to be tough to follow up, you prick? <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a dick, Seamus. Classic yeah. bait and switch, baby. <laughs> you're an ass. I thought I had a haymaker lined up. I really thought I had. Yeah, a try but try and follow that feel, one up. Yeah. Now I guess kind of feel like a, an asshole. Uh, but <laughs> this is actually this is actually probably one of my. I mean, this is in no particular order, but it's fantastic. One of the best nights of my life, my young life at the time, fall 2012. Brian Dawkins. Retired as an Eagle, and I was at that game. Wow. It was a hard-fought wow. win against the New York Giants. Their kicker missed a field goal, which was hilarious. Sick. Classic Giants. Yep. Great way to lose a field. It's great because because he got it, it. He got iced and he made it, but it didn't count because we called timeout, and then he missed it. So that's oh, awesome. The icing worked. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> icing that. worked, and just being able to. It was also the, when we had replacement refs oh, as well. So the refereeing in the no game was god-awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. It was a special time. And just being able to see B-Doc come out of the tunnel in his classic Weapon X Wolverine fashion, crawling out of the tunnel like a man possessed, and just the whole crowd went absolutely insane, as they should. As they should. And he gave the it city was, everything. It was so special. It was so special. I'm trying to think. Might have been. I'm trying to think if I was there. I've been to. I've been to a lot of Eagles games, so I don't. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm trying to (laughs) just relax. All right. (laughs) Just relax. It's awesome. I'm think. (sighs) There was a. There was one fan in attendance I will never forget. It was a a man in a New York Giants bomber jacket sitting a couple rows ahead of me, up in the nosebleeds, which is where I thrive. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he was just getting absolutely just f-ed. like no other way to put it. He was getting obliterated by the fans. Someone hit him with a hot dog wrapper. It was nice. It was really you can't funny. Hit him with the actual hot dog. That's like no. That's a dick loss. move. Yeah, it's a dick move. <laughs> hot dog wrapper's fine. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, it's definitely crazy. one of the greatest. Just not just sporting events in general, but just like I don't know, cultural touch touchstones. In Philadelphia history, being able to see Brian Dawkins uh, hang it up and get his number up on the rafters was something special. That's, That's dope. awesome. Yeah, it's sick. Honorable mentions, anybody? Yeah, I got Let's a little. Do some honorable mentions. I got a little. I'm bit. having fun. Yeah, I got keep a, it rolling. Why not? This has been 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got a little honorable mention for you, and um, I'm not going to go into detail on this, but I think uh, the boys will definitely know what I'm talking about. This was uh, last summer. This was um, the Phillies versus 
the Marlins. And, the uh, effing Marlins. Yeah, the, the effing, effing Marlins. Marlins. And um, we were all in attendance, Seamus G and Ryan Conway. And uh, yep. I remember we're walking down to our seats, and uh, Bryce Harper the hit. The podcast was born that day. Was it? Was it? it the, the inception of the idea started when Sam Glavin went off about the farm system at the tailgate. Oh, my God, you're right. Yup. Interesting. That was when that, yep, yep, that is when it was born, too. I, I Yeah, yeah, I totally <laughs> remember. Yeah, I totally remember that. I totally do. Um, and I remember walking down to, to our seats that were out in left field, and, um, or I mean, in right, in, in right field, and immediately Bryce Harper hit a home run. It was great. To Sick. us. To us. To us. Yeah. It was it was 10 yards away. It was amazing. Yeah, and I remember everything else about that game, too. It was great. Yeah, yeah, easily. All right, I'll go next. Mine's oh, mine's a little bit more sentimental. It's also from my uh, excursion. Uh, I saw Germany play Bosnia-Herzegovina in the World Cup friendlies. I saw Bastian Schweinsteiger hit a hat trick. Schweinsteiger! Schweinsteiger! Edin Dzeko. And the Herzogovinians. <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and my close family friends, uh, Mr. Josh Morris, also a former teacher of mine, was in attendance. He actually helped scalp the tickets for me and my older brother, and uh, the three of us went, and it was just it was wild seeing a European football game, and. Football. <laughs> football, because it's it was, oh yeah, the football, the, the football, yeah, yeah. the Deutsche Fußballbund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, it was it was it was magical. That's, That's sweet. Uh, my honorable mention uh, also happens to be that uh, Marlins game with the Wolves, where <laughs> <laughs> we were the Wolves. That's too funny. I knew I knew Sam was gonna put that on there. I was yeah. I was curious to yeah. see if we were gonna have it on there. <laughs> I knew I knew you were putting it on too. I knew you did. <laughs> we had a we had a fat squad that day. It wasn't just the three of us. We had our boy Pete, we had Harrison, and we had our boy David Mitchell, a friend of the show. Uh D Mitch. Yep. And uh, what a guy. That yep. was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. The only were, people at that game. There were no ladies. Uh, in but yeah, it was just an absolute was, blast. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun Philly Five, obviously. A lot of good memories in there. A lot of yeah, uh, maybe lack of memories. Uh, great times all around. Uh, yes. Very we diverse lists as well. Yeah. Oh. yeah. A lot of different, lot of different uh, stuff going on. So that was fun. That was nice taking a little walk down memory lane. The glory days of when you could uh, attend a sporting event and not have it uh, threaten your life or the lives of those around you. So that's nice. Yeah, so that's I mean, those fun. were um, simpler times, you know? Just uh, They really were. It sucks, but... They really were. So moving uh, to some more pressing matters at hand right now, the draft is next week. Simply put, we're recording this on uh, April 15th. The draft is ne- yep. starts next Thursday or Friday. So one question about you for the Eagles. Uh, I know we've been talking about a wide receiver for the past month and even longer, but uh, we're definitely not going to take a wide receiver in the first round, right? Yeah, you no, know it's what? Just not gonna you happen. guys are just the worst. <laughs> I hate how he's just not going to do it. You... He's just not going to do it, dude. He's just not going to make that gamble. Do you know how he'd be a gambling <laughs> he's man? Just, he's not just going to. He's just not going to do it. I can I... tell you, he's going to take like an O lineman. He's the least sexy pick possible. I think, as Seamus put it, 
when we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Just like if he there, could take a punter in the first round, he would. There is no, no he would way. Not. Right, <laughs> there's no way he would do that. There's also no way that he is drafting anybody but a wide receiver. I'm sorry. This I, it is I, too dude, obvious. I want to believe it's like, too. It is too obvious to take to like to take a wide receiver in this draft. It, it is unreal. If I if he doesn't take a wide receiver in the first round of the draft, you two need to think of something for me to do to post on the story or something so that the fans can see. Oh, see we'll this think is of the something. second time right. you've done this, and I already know that no matter what we do, you won't do it. I will. So. What do you mean? You have no way to Name hold the first time I did something like that. I don't remember. Uh, you, you, you refresh? Ta- I just re-listened to all these episodes. It was like episode eight or something like that. Oh, deep cuts. Here we go. <laughs> what was it? it? It was if it had something to do with Schwartz blitzing or something. Probably. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> so you can't even can't, can't even back up your own statement. But uh, yeah, so Sam, I want to believe you. I really, usually, I want a, fir- a first round wideout. I don't care if it's Denzel Mims. I don't care if it's Justin Jefferson. I literally could not care less. As long as there's it, a wide receiver available, we need to take him. It I, makes I, too I, much I sense. Fully agree. It makes too much but sense. It, I don't think Howie is that stupid. I don't think he's as stupid as you guys are making him sound right now. I, th- I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's stupid. stupid. I think he's trying to outsmart himself, which. Is just as bad as being stupid. Exactly. Because, like, this whole, like, oh, it'd be easy to take a wide receiver in the first round. Maybe he's thinking, oh, dude, I can get a steal in the second round. People think I'm a genius and then take a safe O-lineman guard (laughs) in the the first round. I will lose my mind. Well, get ready. (laughs) Get ready to just absolutely piss yourself out of anger, if that's something you can even do. Because I believe Howie Roseman is going to take not a wide receiver. I'm going to go li- either linebacker. If he takes a defensive lineman, I'm actually going to lose my Because that is just in no way a viable If pick. we go D-lineman, I will lose it, actually, though. If we go D-lineman, <laughs> I'll be pissed. Here's the thing. like There will be good enough <laughs> linebackers available, and we really need a linebacker. So I'll be like, okay, Howie, you better really knock this second-round pick out of the park. But if it's anything other than a wide receiver or, God forbid, God forbid a linebacker, I'm going to be like, Howie, what do you, what's the deal, buddy? Like, really, like, Get a grip. We, we don't need that. Like, we don't need that. There are so many other positions of need on this team, namely wide receiver. Obviously, we've been talking about that. The second worst position group on this team, I think, now, outside of wide receiver, is our linebacking core. So if he sees a really good linebacker available in the first round, I can kind of understand it, but I'm going to need him to hit that second-round receiver out of the park or conjure up a trade and get an established guy in here. Speaking of a... uh, Maybe a young established guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Speaking of a little trade, um, there's a... Lay it on me. There's a, a little talk that the Cleveland Browns are in talks right now as we speak with the Minnesota Vikings about trading Odell Beckham Jr. for a second and fifth round pick of this year. What? That's it? That's it. Okay, Howie. How? How are we not in the talks with them right now? How? I don't know. I don't know how we're not. I think... If, if you can believe it, without Diggs, I feel like they're in a worse spot wide receivers-wise than we are. 
I understand yeah, that. If, if you if you look at healthy rosters, but like still, I get it. They might be willing to pay a little more, but we have a lot. We have three fourth rounders. We could part with a fourth. I rounder. get it. I we can part don't with three care. Fourth rounders, in my opinion. But here's my thing: I don't care about the Viking situation. I care about our situation and how he needs to care about our situation. So he needs to figure it out big time because if he if the Cleveland Browns are marketing Odell Beckham Jr. for that kind of a price. We need to be in on that. No question about it. Yeah. Say what you will about him. And there's a lot to be said. There the is dude's a, lot a bit to be of said. an asshole. The dude's mm-hmm. a bit of an asshole. He's mm-hmm. a bit of a palms up. <laughs> but Some would say. Here's the thing. I honestly think, I just thought it, this is not something I prepared. This is just, just clicked in my head. Imagine him being mentored by a now mature Deshaun Jackson. Something that clearly, I, th- I, I think that that's something that is possible. Deshaun yeah. Jackson's got kids, man. I agree. He's a family man. I He's love be, it. what, 34? That could actually be I an interesting pairing. It. I'm here for it. Could really, could really get his head on straight. You'll be like, dude, I, it's, it, this shit's costing you money. Maybe, I, it costs me OBJ some money. Maybe could help J-Jaw, too. Like, seriously. There could be a whole chain of helping Ugh. and mentoring. The mentor Shane. Yeah, Seamus uh, G. So much Do you have anything more to say about these uh this mentorship that we were that we're just talking about right now? You... I don't think you need it at every single skill position, but yeah. I I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. should be a mentor to anybody, to be honest with you. But I think that he could really use the mentorship of working under a more of a player's coach and a competent offensive mind. And Doug Peterson. Because here's the thing. Deshaun Jackson was just like him when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He was just L- like him. A lot him. of swag. All right. Well, I'm talking about personality-wise. Oh, you're talking per- – sorry. I, he I'm was sorry. better for longer, too. I think Deshaun was better than him. Yeah. <laughs> disagree, but all right. But I, I just don't – like, I'm going back to this. Like, I, I just don't understand how, how he cannot – be in a conversation with the Cleveland Browns, knowing that they are shopping, they are actively shopping Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best receivers in the NFL. If we miss out on another fantastic free, not even free agent, just a fantastic wide receiver that's up for grabs in the NFL, like DeAndre Hopkins, if we miss out on another opportunity like this, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, prepare to lose it, dude. That's all I got to say. I don't see him adding... Odell I here's the thing I'm open to it I'm obviously open to it I just don't like how he is kind of he's kind of been bumming me out recently with his lack of action yeah to say like, the least this team is a piece away on the offense this team is a piece away from really being something special and we have good receiver depth like we have Greg Ward who is not a bad receiver we learned that we have some other guys that are still kind of practice squad guys but they don't need to play we ha- we have Deshaun we have Alshon, who is going to be healthy. We'll see if he wants to even give it his all. We'll see what the deal is with him. JJ so. possibly taking a next step, but that's a little concerning now with the lack of an offseason program because yeah. we're not they're not going to have that. So that's a little concerning. Getting Odell in here, get, more importantly, getting a receiver of that caliber in here, one that is for sale. Like I don't know, maybe a DeAndre Hopkins. If he could have gotten his head out of his ass yeah. signing Javon Hargrave, who is a really good defensive tackle, but that's not a position of need. Not a position of need at all when wide receiver is clearly something that is Obviously. we're hurting for. Obviously, so how he just doesn't value the wide receiver position, and I don't think he does. That's that's I, a huge detriment to Howie's game. In my think opinion. about like, this. Think about this. 
we are losing out on Carson Wentz's prime right now if we don't build if we don't build a wide receiver core around him. We are losing out on our franchise quarterback's prime as we speak. I don't think he's had his prime yet. Oh yeah, not even close. He's like 26, 27. That's still a bit young. I I give him two more years before he reaches his like peak prime. We need to get working though. You know, yeah, we, we need do. to get working, get a wide receiver QB combo. Yeah. Agreed. Really dynamic. Like what the Vikings blew with Kirk Cousins and and Stephon Diggs. Like that if Kirk Cousins didn't blow, that could have been a great pairing to grow together, but now he's gone. 100%. Now Josh Allen an objectively worse quarterback than Carson Wentz. And not saying that Josh Allen is particularly bad, but now he's got a legitimate wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, a legitimate yeah. number one X receiver. Mm-hmm. We don't really have that. We, we don't really have that right now. We haven't had that in a while. Like, did we even have, like, a legitimate X receiver during the Super Bowl? Like, it was Ertz. I guess you could say it was Jeffrey. I guess you could say it was Jeffrey. Alshon was good, but he wasn't, like... Blow me out of the water, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins level. Like I don't think we've had a wideout like that ever. I don't think we've never had like a Julio Jones kind of guy. But Uh, we had Terrell Owens. But continue. Okay, yeah, but like, yeah, we had him for like a a little, and then (laughs) he left. I don't really count you. A Julio Jones type receiver is a guy that sticks around and does those things consistently. I'm I'm not. I'm not talking about like. Sticks around. I'm just talking about like a one year slot of just excellence. No, you're 100 percent right about that. To does fit in that. To was the last time we had a really dynamic receiver that could do a lot of different things. Yeah, and do I, them all spectacularly. And yeah, like D. Jackson his prime might have like brushed up against it, but he was fast. That's been his thing is his speed, and he can catch the ball pretty decently. But he's not like fighting through D backs to catch a jump ball. Right, he's not barreling through people. It's yeah. just that he's just a smaller guy. Like if we had a guy, if we had a guy, well, any team with a guy like To in his prime would be, Ooh. you know, in contention. Clearly, yeah, we were. Like he had a broken leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. But yeah, we need to really get the. We need to get. Maybe not even right now. Needs to be a stud. First round wide receiver is not a bad place to start. Mm-hmm. Someone young to grow with Carson, understand his tendencies, not to the media. Just all things See, that you look for. That's a tough for. thing to get out of a wide receiver, though. Apparently, apparently, dude, wide receivers are like the palms up of the NFL. Like, they have, they, they are dramatic, dude. They need to get the ball to get paid. I need to get the ball I, to get paid. I get it. Like I totally get it. <laughs> sometimes you're not open. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're not open. Sometimes I don't want to force the ball to you. Can we talk about this? I'm sick of the draft. I'm like so it, sick has, of the draft. it has. It's all we have yet. Yeah, it's all. Normally, we, it's, it's all not. we have. And like we've been talking about it for three weeks. It's not even our job, and I'm sick of it. How can you, you be sick of? How can you be sick of talking about the draft? I, I will never get easily. sick. I will never get sick of talking about the draft. There are so many different things that just you can think about, you can talk about, you can have a dialogue about. Like yeah, for the first there three are so rounds, no. So what? That's all we talk about, anyways. I never get sick of talking about the draft when I don't know. There's basketball happening. Yes, when baseball is it's is an going additive, on. not not a 
a all prime right. focus. Right. When the draft is the only thing in your life, and it's all all I think about every day is the draft. <laughs> in in relation to sports, it's all I think about is the NFL draft, and it's just like, oh my god, like if. We, we talk ourselves into all these scenarios and then how he drafts an O-lineman and I'm ready to jump off a bridge. It's like, I'm like, I, I can't. Welcome to I Philadelphia, thinking, Mr. Conway. I can't keep thinking about this draft process. It's 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 fresh. I'm excited for it to happen. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch probably all of it because it's all I've got. Jeez yeah. Louise, man. I'm getting sick of like, oh, are we going to mm-hmm. take a wide receiver? Why is it even a question? Yes, we should. But there's rumblings. There's rumors. Oh, my God. This and that. Back and forth. Christ on a cracker. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. KJ Hamler, second round. God, shut up. Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> Aguilar 2.0, second round. Let's oh, get it, boys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I don't want to. All right. All right. <laughs> Anything else about the Eagles before we uh, take it to the doghouse? Nah. Uh, yeah, Elliot Shore Parks is terrible, and let's move on from that. Okay. <laughs> Word. Just our weekly reminder. All right, perfect. Uh, moving on to the uh, doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Check out their uh, selection. Get a quote. Their warehouse is currently closed, of course, due to the uh, COVID pandemic that's going on right now. But you can still get in contact with them, see their inventory on their website. Great customer service, even in these trying times. Still people working hard. Small, American, local business. What's not to love? I don't know, man. You said it perfectly. Yeah, that was great. I'll start out the doghouse. Mr. Conway. I'm putting you in the doghouse, sir. Whoa, All right, yeah, another okay. Another one. Yeah, yeah. My second Let's time go. in the doghouse. It's Fine. his second time in the doghouse. I don't even know if if Kapler was in the doghouse twice. So, oh, he absolutely was. I can. Oh I can, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> doghouse like every week for like a, <laughs> yeah. months. I, but. I just I just wanted it to sting a little bit more, but that's totally fine. It it may it worked. It, it stung anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Conway, the beginning of our friendship was completely uh, yes. forgotten yeah. in our last Philly Five of the top five Pixar characters of all time. And Mr. Conway, where is my super suit? Why do you need it, Chavis? Damn. I've apologized. I know you have. But let, still, let this be known to the people. You I've deserve this. It, regardless, it was the beginning of, of all beginnings. Especially with regards to the podcast. I've apologized. <laughs> you have apologized, but I don't think there's anything that could make you up for the fact that you deserve this. completely whiffed on the fact that Frozone was not in your top five Pixar characters of all time. And arguably two of your best friends were made from that from a moment where we quoted him across we the room. Talk about, we could talk about this all night. We really could. We could. I'm irate. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put one Joe Giglio in the doghouse for uh, easily being. A good Is that how you say it? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, all right, I believe you. I just don't know. Yeah. Just, so um, I thought it was Giglio. He is a, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Giglio. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we Deuce are, Bigelow, male Giglio. All right. Where I was scrolling through Twitter this morning, you know, as per usual, and um, I see him quote a tweet about. Carson Wentz, and um, this tweet was bashing Carson Wentz for being the, quote, luckiest quarterback in the NFL. 
Um, this video or this tweet was followed by a video of um, near interceptions. Um, this is this was also quoted as a stat near interceptions, which is uh, bogus. And yeah, Joe Giglio qu- quoted this tweet, and he um, he put the little emoji with the uh, the monocle on there because he is a uh, a known Carson Wentz hater and uh, was apparently irate at the fact that Nick Foles was not going to be our starting quarterback the year after the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. So he is going straight into the doghouse, brought to you by White Plank Floor Supply. Yeah, I, yeah, he should be a candidate for being in, in here for a lifetime, oh, just for his really? abundance of Carson Wentz hate. I, I mean, we'll have to see how this plays out. I don't think yeah, yet. I don't know about all that. Yeah, his application is still under review. Okay. It's, we hey, all right, we it's only have review. two guys in there right now for life. It's um, Mr. Mr. Chip Kelly and um, what's his face from uh, Hahnemann Hospital. Mr. Conway, you're a doghouse. Yeah, I'll close it out. This is uh, this is uh, this one hits a little bit local. This is outside the city of Philadelphia in the suburbs, but uh, Bryn Mawr Beverage, my local beer distributor, uh, has officially run out of Coors Banquets. Was kind of my drink of choice at school, and that was my one thing that was really tethering me to my life on campus as a, as a senior in college. And now that has been taken from me, and I can't really leave the house or go too far away to go on a search for these Coors Banquets. So now I have uh, an assortment of other beers. Sam actually suggested I try a new one. And that's like, I don't know, that's like asking someone to, to move on soon after a breakup and start dating again. But, uh, you know, I had to get back out there. That's like day two asking. Them to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it I'm giving all right. it my all. That's like setting me up on a date the day after I got dumped. It's like, what am I even supposed to do? I, I'll, I'll go on the date, but I'm not going to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, Bryn Mawr Beverage, I appreciate what you guys do. You guys are great. Uh, very wide selection. Not as wide as the selection at Wide Plank Floor Supply, I will say. If, if you're listening, call in a rack for your old buddy Ryan, all right? They actually carry Athletic Brewing Company, and they don't oh carry Oh, my gosh. Right oh, my goodness. It's the tragedy of the commons. Ridiculous. So uh, now seems like a good as time as ever to uh, move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Boys, cue your, uh, yep, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was ready. Don't worry. All right. Yeah, I'm just making sure. So, this is more of a uh, a broad a broad overview of kind of what's going on. Um, doesn't have too much to do with the Phillies, but we'll we'll bring them in just a little bit. Um, but I do want you guys to participate a little bit. I know you just cracked those cold ones open, but uh, or slightly warm ones. But uh, so uh, there is the there could be a season in 2020. Hey. Thank God. There could right. be. There are. Uh, there is a plan right now that is being reviewed by the uh, MLB and the uh, MLBPA and uh, the CDC right now as we speak. Um, President Trump, uh, as some some people might know, put together an advisory board of uh, sports executives, including Robert Kraft and uh, Jerry Ugh. Jones and Mark Cuban. Ugh. Yeah, Mark Cuban's fine. Mark Cuban's good, like, but yeah, he's, yeah he's so they're we're all gonna. Okay. They're going to look look all this stuff over, and maybe we will have a uh, Philadelphia Philly season for 2020. Yeah, like here's the thing. I, I, I will say this. Now that baseball is supposed to be happening, I want baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally understand that. Despite the fact that I'm not a self-proclaimed baseball guy, I am still a baseball fan, I guess is what you can put it. 
Yeah. Even though I kind of poo-poo on it, and it's kind of like a, it's it's a little too old school for me at times. You've kind of taught me to appreciate the finer things in the old school ways of baseball since we've been doing the podcast. So I I, I, I'm, I really do want it back. I Conway, I am just itching for baseball to get back. I, I don't doubt it. I have been ugh. It losing is, your mind? I've been losing my say. mind. I have been losing my mind. I just recently started uh, hitting in the cage to start up for uh, our summer oh. our summer league, which apparently is going to be starting on time. I don't believe that for a second. But, Not a chance. Um, my coach texted me last night. He said, you're going to fill out a contract anytime soon. And I was like, are we even having a season? And he said, yeah, we're starting on time. I was like, okay, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you yeah, say. Whatever you say. Cool it here. Yeah, okay. Uh, he happens to be a teacher at my high school. Anyways. Toughy. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> so this uh, this plan that the MLB has, there's a, there's a couple different plans floating around out there, but uh, this is the one I want to focus on. It's the Arizona plan. And um, this, would have, this would have all teams playing in Arizona at neutral sites. And they would be playing... Um, they would be in quarantine the whole time and they would, uh, be getting coronavirus tests, um, here and there. And, um, they would just continue the season. It would be a hundred game season. And then, um, a world series would be played at Dodger stadium to compensate them for losing the all-star game, uh, this year to compensate that revenue, to compensate them for that revenue that they were going to get. And, um, there are a couple players out there that are not really feeling this plan. Um, one being our own Zach Wheeler, and um, the other being uh, Mike Trout. Really? Yeah, I mean, I like, here's the thing, as a sports fan, I like the idea of being able to have, I mean, 100 games of baseball is plenty for me. I feel good with that, 100 games, considering the circumstances. No, I mean, no crowd kind of blows, but uh, that's kind of where we are right now. I would take that. I kind of understand where players are coming from, not wanting to up and move and be quarantined in a hotel constantly, but they're pretty much already quarantined in their homes, albeit a lot of them, especially the star players that are on big contracts, have probably nicer homes than there are hotel rooms that they'll be put up in. But, you know, it's the price, it's, it's the price of doing business. You sign a contract to play a season, you should probably try and do everything you can I to agree. play a season. I agree. So uh, the, other, um, the other part of this plan that the – that the players are advocating for is to have, yes, have some of the games in Arizona, but then have other games in Florida and basically do a spring training type league for this season. So it would be the, it would be the Arizona cactus league playing in Arizona, their divisional cactus league. And then um, in Florida, the Grapefruit League, which is where the uh, Philadelphia Phillies play. Um, their division is uh, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Pirates, the Tigers, and the Blue Jays. And that would be very interesting to see. Yes. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it at all. That would I, I like that more than just the Arizona plan because at least there's like, yeah, I don't know. So there would, would probably not, there would bit. not probably not be any interleague play. So like nobody would be traveling from Florida to Arizona. Yeah. Um, so Ooh, they would. I don't like that as much. Then, what difference does it make? <laughs> I mean, it makes a little bit of a difference it if everybody's in Arizona. Difference. It makes if everybody's no in Arizona. 
that everybody can play no, everybody. It makes no difference. <laughs> it makes a difference for me. Not every right. t- every team doesn't play every team in a regular season, anyways. Wait, really? Yes. Wow, you learned two things new in a day. All right, why not? <laughs> okay, cool. Anyways, um, I think the Phillies and the Yankees would be obviously battling for the, the playoff spot there. Really fun to watch. I mean, it's a te- two teams. Um, the Phillies and the Yankees will be battling for that. I think the Blue Jays would make a sick run for it too. Pirates and Pirates and the Tigers, not so much, but I think the Blue Jays have uh, Blue Jays have enough. A dark horse, a little dark horse. Well, they have a couple rookies that are just phenomenal. I mean, and Bo Bichette, well, yeah. Bo and um, Vlad Jr. Boba Vlad. Bo Bichette. <laughs> Boba Fett? I'm hearing Boba Fett. No. I'm hearing Boba Fett. Uh, I'm hearing Boba Fett. Right. I'm, I'm going to choose to refer to him as Boba Fett. Yeah, okay. he's easily going to be Boba Fett from now on. Um, right. Also, money. what I do like is the publicity that the Phillies will get from playing the Yankees a lot. Absolutely. You know, as you know, I'm a numbers guy. So Yeah. It, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it works in our favor. All right. Mm-hmm. Plus, it'll give the fans something to see. So, that isn't yeah, and this would have new. to these this agree. would this might have to force the MLB to look at the designated hitter rule as well. Oh my Ooh. god! Because <laughs> the Phillies are the only the Phillies are the only um, I think no the Pirates are the, are the other National League um, team in this, but the uh, the Yankees and the Tigers and the Blue Jays are uh, are American League. So, oh my! I'm would, so here for it. It would be very interesting to see if the Phillies um, would be able to play a whole season with a designated hitter, which would improve their team just by an insane Immensely. amount. Oh my gosh! It would just Immensely. who who would be your pick for DH? Um, probably Jay Bruce. Bruce, Jay Bruce. Bruce, easily and, Jay Bruce. But it the just fact it opens up so stupid. many different ops. Like we can put one day Jay Bruce out in in left field and give somebody else a rest day but have them have them hit like scotty king like yeah yep, yep. And, um, nice or we could have our one of our utility guys that we just um that we're probably going to sign ronald Torres or um what's the other neil walker could be dh in for us i mean it, w- it would just it would make it would just make life so much easier honestly oh, I, that'd I, be so nice i hate watching pitchers the less hit i have to see nola at the plate <laughs> i know the i know it's the better and i know i i'm usually i'm a baseball purist but um and i would but this is just something that i it's a no brainer uh, yeah it's a no brainer it really for is. me well, I'm excited now. Thanks, yeah, Sam, man. yeah, for getting me excited about this. Baseball. Better happen. Yeah, this better I hope. Happen, it, I really Sam. hope it does. Don't be. I'm sorry if it, but anyways, you know, it's. I'm not. It's, I'm not trying to lead to heartbreak at this point. I mean, I, my heart's been broken enough, you know. And fair it will enough. continue to break. You live in the city of Philadelphia. So fair. Yeah. The draft is a week away. Can't wait, boys. <laughs> yeah. So D lineman. First round. All right, let's move on. O lineman. <laughs> let's, first round. Let's move O-lineman. on. O lineman. Yeah, let's put some money on this. Let's put some money on. I this. would rather we not can put some money on it. I'm a not. I am <laughs> not. Put, a I'll put five dollars on the O lineman. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'll take that action. Let's. Yeah, let's do I'll it. I'll take that action. I'm, I'm, I'm going D line. I'm going. And no, I'm, I'm go, going linebacker. I'm going receiver. Five dollars on I'll linebacker. I'll go receiver. You should win ten dollars, Sam. Yeah. You yeah, should win ten dollars, Sam. It. In a perfect world, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you are ten dollars richer in a week. <laughs> Speaking of getting richer, we 
got a little bit richer ourselves. Ooh, we actually right. found a one-time sponsor for Outlandish Takes Anonymous. So how, how about we dive into OTAs? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna move along to uh, OTAs. Outlandish takes anonymous. Uh, brought to you by uh, a paid sponsor. Brought to you by Philadelphia's finest, Shake Milton. Let's hear it for Shake Milton. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Shake Milton. Thank you, Shake Milton, for we sponsoring this. Appreciate the money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I knew you guys were gonna freaking punk me like that. I hate you. Let's move on. Well, I hate you too, Sam. Yeah. So who wants to read the first OTA? How about it? Oh, I will, and I'll cringe the whole time. There will be no sports until 2021. Whoever, no, whoever, no, sent, no, no, whoever no. sent that in is banned from listening to the show. All right. Let's move yeah, on. you're pessimist. a real pessimist. Huge pessimist. Yeah. Huge Negadelphian vibes right yeah. there. Uh, we can't it, be having it, that I just outlook. I can't even fathom. That's bad. That's bad. There are. Uh, it, what pisses me off the most about this is there are some sports reporters. Yeah, so no sports until 2021. That's going to be a fat no for me. Yeah, I'm giving that the thumbs down. Yep. Huge thumbs down. Huge thumbs Don't down. Don't even know what we yeah. would talk about until then. No. But we'd figure it out because guess what? We, we would love hearing ourselves talk. So Damn right. Yep, that's right. What, Cheers what to that, bothers me? What bothers me the most about this take and what's kind of infuriating is I'm on Twitter a lot. I already am, but now during quarantine, I'm, I, I'm on Twitter all the time. And I see le- legitimate sports reporters stirring this pot and i'm like you realize that you your job would be yeah you'd be rendered ineffective just for these clicks that you're getting now like you don't get paid by the click you're you're an actual journalist like you need to actually yeah you need to have like actual legitimate proof of these things not just wild conjecture and i'm sick of it and 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 one of the guys is darren ravel who is he's I, i believe he's an enemy of the people I think he might be a Russian agent <laughs> <laughs> or something. It's yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Cue but the downloads moving from on. Russia. OTAs brought to you apparently by Shake Milton. Philadelphia's finest, Shake Milton. You have to say it. Brought to you by Philadelphia Philadelphia's finest, Shake Milton. That just Thank you. grinds my oh, gears. Anyways. Core's light. Core's light. Is a great beer. Wrong. Get the hell out of here. That is terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not that, oh, not, that not, is not that I know what Coors Light is because I'm under 21. Um, but ugh, brutal. I just, gentlemen, good. I just want to say I I am sipping on a nice banquet beer, which is brewed by the same company. But wow, the disparity. It's huge. It's got that Rocky Mountain water that the Coors Light just doesn't. It's brewed around the country. It's you can wrong. just tell it's the wrong. ingredients are different. It, it, like mm-hmm. a, a Coors Light is just inferior to all light beers. And I, I'm not a huge light beer guy until I want to, you know. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, you're welcome, gentlemen. Um, I'm still, I still feel it. I, I would call that a 9 out of 10 if anybody's. I uh, would have to. On the Richter scale, that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Coors Light, inferior. Our final OTA brought to you by Philadelphia's finest, Shake Milton. 39 points against the Clippers. Um, and a loss. Uh, <laughs> You're damn right it was a loss. <laughs> Somehow Brett Brown's fault. It was on the road. Forget it. All right. <laughs> So actually, this has to do with the Sixers, this take. Uh, Sixers' ownership is in a, a bit of hot water with one of our listeners. 
Uh, Michael Rubin should just donate instead of starting a stupid challenge. You're a billionaire. You've got cash to spare. Stop asking for other people's money. Yeah, man. How do we feel no, about I, that? I 100% agree. Now, I'm, I'm not a democratic socialist. If you have a billion dollars or more, there is no way you didn't take advantage of one person along the way to get that. So, you should definitely give a little bit back, at least during a pandemic, at the very least. Yeah, man. yeah, I don't have, like, the stats and everything. And I see, like, big names are doing it. But at the same time... Not enough. It's like, Michael, like, you don't got to do this. You don't have, You don't need to do it. You got billions on billions. You got straight-up bills. Yo, You're good, stacks, fam. Bro. You, you can you toss talk about the bag? 50 mil. You, you can toss about 50 the bag? mil. <laughs> It'd be fine. This, this man... Has a dumpster full of cash. Not even a bag. A dumpster full. Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds. And that's like not even a billion dollars. That's not even. He has multiple dumpsters. This guy. He could give one dumpster away. A dumpster. A waste management dumpster full of hundreds. He could give away a bagster full of hundreds and be just fine. Wouldn't even like sweat it. His account would be like, oh, a decimal point got knocked off. That's weird. <laughs> Bull wouldn't flinch. Would, these are times where, like, you know, I'm all for acquiring wealth that you can pass down to your kids one day. I think that's a, an admirable pursuit, and those who are lucky enough and work hard enough to achieve that, all power to you. But in a situation like this, I aim for it. <laughs> you got to aim for it. <laughs> Welcome to America. But, but don't be a dick. Yeah. All right, Michael. <laughs> Pretty much. OTAs brought to you by Philadelphia's finest, greatest, the best, Shake Milton. <sighs> Shake Milton, everybody. Round of applause for Shake Milton. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause for Shake Milton. Thank Sam you, Shake. Sam, not clapping. I am not we clapping. Were, you're, we were, you're correct. We were not. paid to clap, Sam. We were paid to clap. <laughs> speaking, All right. speaking of the Sixers, oh, we God. played Call of Duty in Rocket League this week. <laughs> yeah, I just had one quick Sixers point, and then we're going to get a little personal here. Okay. Something completely not sports related. People are, uh, the Knicks and Bulls are looking at some Sixers front office members uh, for their GM openings. And to that I say, take them. Take them. Take them. <laughs> take them. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take them. Take them off our hands. But meanwhile, guys. We've been trying to keep busy during quarantine with no sports and all that. We've been playing some Call of Duty Modern Warfare, my personal favorite game of the year. And also, we've been playing a little bit of Rocket League as well. How's that been going for us? Anybody want to share? Um, <laughs> as, yeah. as, the, as the senior Rocket League player in this group, <laughs> <laughs> there were times <laughs> where I couldn't even speak. I was so angry. <laughs> he literally, I, like, there was, I, you know, I was, you know I we're funny raped. guys. I was having a blast. <laughs> Seamus couldn't laugh anymore. I no, couldn't laugh point. anymore. When we when we went on to hour three of having not won a game. And mostly getting blown out. Well, most, and not scored. At least 5 nothing. Here's at the best least. part. The best part is we started off the night with a dub in we competition did, play. Three. And we thought four we were three. we thought we were hot shit because we just won our Bees first game. Knees. And we proceed to not win a game for the rest of the night until 3.30 in the morning. And <laughs> that is when we said, 
let you know what? Let's not go competitive. And we <laughs> and then we lost, lost again. And we <laughs> still <laughs> lost. <laughs> now, for those of you unfamiliar with Rocket League, um, it, it's 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 quite a highbrow game. It's uh, you basically play soccer with cars. Yeah, with uh, a little. That's RC a little hard cars, to understand. Kinda. Uh, I understand. I, I I get it. It is so fun. <laughs> I still don't fully understand it. Seriously, but it's a look great it up. game. It's a hilarious game. It's fun, but it's it's mad difficult. Like the the level of play with just even like a silver level player is high. Like, it's high. We're we are bronze one division one, which is the yeah, lowest man. possible. Yeah, so bad. Represent. And we were getting shredded. Speaking of another game, we were getting shredded at Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. Sam, Sam, you had never played this uh, this iteration of Call of Duty. I don't know how much Call of Duty you uh, I, or experience you've had in the past. How have you been enjoying it? I've been I've been liking it. I mean, I like playing with the boys more than I like playing by myself. I uh, I started the cam- I started the campaign mode. Um, uh, the one issue that I have with the campaign mode, I think it's a great story. I don't like how I don't have the little hit markers in campaign mode. It, it makes that me mad. That is annoying. It makes me mad. I can't tell. Really? Yeah. So I don't. I, I don't haven't played the campaign mode, so. Oh, you should. It's fun. But um. Oh, it's a great I campaign. Know. I feel like the ending was spoiled for me, but. You know. Oh, I don't know the ending. So. Anyways, I um I definitely like playing with the boys better. I'm. T- so yeah, I've been enjoying I've been enjoying Call of Duty. I never grew up on Call of Duty. This is the first Call of Duty that I've ever played on my uh, on my game system, um, but. Yeah, I never, uh, I never got into any of the shooting games. I was always a big sports, sports game. Uh, I love 2K, love FIFA. It's okay at Madden. Not a huge Chell guy, but loved all the sports games. And um, yeah, Rocket League. I, I love Rocket League too. Like it's so fun. I just. Oh, I also <laughs> want to rescind my endorsement for NHL 20. The recent update has made the game unplayable, and I haven't played it since. So that's all. Res- res- I rescind that. Damn, not even her. not even a slow walk back, just a complete wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exit stage left. Passing's broken. <laughs> That's EA, baby. Yeah, EA. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I had some issues with EA back mm-hmm. in the day when I was playing FIFA. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, their servers have been getting hounded recently. Oh, my God, I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. And they have not been able to catch up at all so thank you to rocket league and call of duty modern warfare for having decent servers not saying great but Mm -hmm. decent servers Mm -hmm. preach because Mm -hmm. exactly we can actually play the game yeah man versus seeing a load screen saying sorry (laughs) we'll probably hop on the sticks a little bit tonight am i right boys Uh, oh yeah i'm doing that pretty much right after all right but i'd much rather be watching sports of course easily of course easily <laughs> yeah thank you everybody for uh tuning into this episode of the wolves of broad street uh particularly interesting of course we had a we had a special philly five the doghouse brought to you by wide plank floor supply we also had uh, Atlantis takes anonymous brought to you by philadelphia's finest shake milton thank be you be sure shake. to follow us on all social media rate the podcast share with your friends we're trying to grow it this is a, a, a lot of fun for us to do. It's kind of the only thing keeping me sane it during really this quarantine. Is. Yeah. Hopefully, it's helping you guys get through it as well. Uh, and if, if, if you think someone would like it, send it their way. Even if you don't think they'd like it. If, 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 if it you really hate way. someone you never and you know. want to bother them, yeah. send it their way. Yeah. You never know. It might build a beautiful friendship. 
All right. Anything else you guys want to add? Wolves of Broad ST on Instagram at Wolves Broad ST on Twitter. Let's grow the base. Let's grow the den. All right. I want my wolf pack bigger. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I got to make sure you guys rate the podcast. Uh, give us some feedback. Send us in some OTAs. And um, yeah, it was Brett Brown's fault that uh, Shake Milton's game was uh, was blown. Shamus G, it closes down. Simply wasn't.